0: I'm your host, Desiree. I'm a mom to two and on my own journey of living with a little less clutter so I can have more space for an intentional life. I'm no expert, and I like to think of this as a corner of the internet where we're learning and growing together. So let's walk towards a more simple and intentional life. Welcome back to to this week's episode. You have landed here on a very exciting special episode because it is the 200th episode and this is the first celebratory episode that i have done here on minimalish so we are three million plus downloads in we are five years into the podcast and now we are 200 episodes in and we have not stopped to celebrate so it is long overdue and i can't believe we are here we actually have hit several milestones in the past month, towards the end of August, the beginning of September here, and I'm just really grateful. We haven't had a celebratory episode on the show, but I do take some time to let you know how grateful I am for you every single week, and I think we just need to start there again this week. Thank you so much for being here. Whether you are new here, and this is your very first episode, or you've been here the whole way through, or anywhere in between five years and one day. I'm just grateful that you landed here in the minimalish corner of the internet. Today, on this special edition where we are celebrating, I'm gonna have four different segments. The first one, we are going to talk about the story of the podcast, why I started it, where the podcast has been, where it's going, We're gonna share the where it's going towards the end, but we're just really gonna start at the beginning. Why is Minimalish here and how did it get here? The second segment is I am going to talk through the top episodes. So I took some time to look at stats and look at some of the highest downloaded episodes of the show. And maybe you'll find an oldie but goodie to listen to, But we're just going to kind of celebrate these episodes that have been the most played episodes on the show. And then I'm gonna talk about my favorite episodes and just some of my favorite conversation and moments behind the microphone in general. And lastly, I'm going to share five things that I've learned about minimalism in five years. And then at the very end, I'm going to share what's coming for Minimalish. So I'm just really excited to get this episode going. I'm excited to celebrate. Let's dive in. Okay, so our first segment today, I am going to share with you the story of how Minimalish came into being. So the number one question that I get when I share with someone that I have a podcast, which is always a really weird conversation to have, you know, people are going around and talking about their jobs and what they do, Maybe I'm in a group of people or maybe I'm just like meeting someone new and I I never really want to say it because it's not like a normal job, but I say it. And then they vet me about what it's about and if it's even a real job. <laughs> they kind of look at me strange sometimes. But after all of that, they ask me why I started it. And I think no matter what hobby or job someone is into, I love to know why they do what they do as well. So I just figured, why not take the time and space on this celebratory episode to talk about the origin story of Minimalish. So I have always loved writing and I was kind of introduced to the world of writing and sharing my writing via blogs. So back in 2013 or so, I was an avid reader of lifestyle blogs, and I was newly married. I was moving away from home, moving to a different state, and I was also job searching for my first teaching job. And so while my husband went to his new and first teaching job, blogging basically filled my time as I was unemployed. And this was about 10 years ago now, which is hard to believe. But as soon as I started this blog and started reflecting on just all the things I was going through at the time and then I did get a teaching job and I used the blog as a way to reflect on my first teaching position I was hooked. I loved writing in that way. It was just like your very basic lifestyle blog and I had a few different blogs over the years, but ever since I started that first one, I knew that I really enjoyed sharing my writing with others. But as I did get a job as a teacher, it took up a lot of my time, so I was never really consistent about it. Once I had Gemma, I started writing little microblogs on Instagram because writing an entire blog felt daunting since I was a new mom, There wasn't as much time, but it was kind of the creative outlet that I needed as I was transitioning into motherhood. So that was in 2017, early 2018, and another outlet as I was pregnant and a new mom was listening to podcasts. Before I left my teaching job to stay at home with Gemma, I had a 30 minute drive to my teaching position for about, I think I was in that position for three years. So 30 minutes back and forth. I absolutely loved podcasts and I loved how connected I felt to the hosts through listening to their conversations and listening to them share about things that they were learning and share about things that were important to them. So I knew I loved sharing my writing. I knew I loved listening to podcasts. And in 2018, I believe it was in March of 2018, we learned about minimalism and it changed so much for us as a family. So naturally, I wanted to write about it. I wanted to share about the journey that we were on. A few months after we did our first big declutter And we were actually moving back near family. We were downsizing significantly to make that move possible. And I remember the moment, and let me tell you, I don't have a good memory, but I remember this moment very clearly. We were in the middle of that move and we were moving into our smaller home. So we were moving from a four-bedroom house to a two-bedroom house. In March of that year, we had learned about minimalism. This is now... August. And I remember carrying boxes into my house and a thought popped into my head. We should start a podcast. I don't think that I would have ever actually done that and started a podcast on my own because it was terrifying to think about speaking and someone listening to me talk. But I roped my husband into being my co-host and we called it the minimalist family podcast. And The idea came about in August by early September. It was launched. We went for it. And looking back, it's really crazy to me that I even went through with this because I do not consider myself an eloquent speaker at all. And I don't know, I didn't know anything about podcasts then other than I really liked to listen to them. I didn't know how to edit audio. I didn't even know how to record audio or where I would record it. So I just went within a month, like in the zone and learned all of this. And I didn't really have any kind of following on Instagram or anything like that. But the whole idea was I really wanted to share the things that changed our life about minimalism with friends and family. I wanted to share our journey. I wanted to share what we were learning. I wanted to share what minimalism even was because it was for us, it was such a different lifestyle change. And it was a game changer for us. So I just figured what better way to share with people than to actually like have conversations about it together and and share that with others. So anything other than family and friends listening, that would be bonus. I didn't really expect much. Well, a lot of bonus has happened since we launched it all the way back in, like I said, early September 2018. So that podcast, the Minimalish Family Podcast, actually lasted probably about 10 episodes at most, and you can still go back and listen to most of them here on the Minimalish podcast feed, because that is the beginnings of what evolved into Minimalish. But we started at the beginning of my husband's school year, and he was at a new school, and it was just really hard for us to find time recording together with a little one at home. We were still very new to parenting. We had a not even one-year-old when we started it. And like I said, he was just starting teaching at a brand new school. We had just moved and we realized pretty quickly it was not going to work out for us to co-host this thing. So I decided to change the name of the podcast. I changed it to the Simply Enough show. And I actually had also been feeling imposter syndrome about the idea of talking about minimalism because I was very new to minimalism and I didn't feel like I had decluttered enough or my house was tidy enough. So I just completely changed the idea and we were going to talk a little bit about minimalism but other things too. But since the original idea that I had didn't work out, that kind of second idea that I quickly changed to, that idea didn't really stick it out long either. Around the end of that year, I kind of just stopped releasing episodes. And I also remember very clearly reflecting on the next year and reflecting and like doing New Year's resolutions for 2019. And I had written down that I don't think I'm going to continue the podcast. That is just not how I want to spend my time right now. So going into 2019, I thought that was, I thought that was fun, but we're not going to continue a fun little creative endeavor, and it's done. Part of that decision to stop podcasting was also because I felt, again, that imposter syndrome. My house wasn't clean enough. My house wasn't organized enough. It didn't look like the other pictures of minimalism that were on Instagram. My version of minimalism did not fit in. So just a few short months later, I guess I missed podcasting because... The idea of minimalish popped into my head, and the whole concept for the podcast shifted. I would share my imperfect, messy, realistic journey with minimalism, and I'd invite guests on to share their experiences and their expertise along the way as well. I actually got strategic about it and hobbled together like a relaunch team of listeners that had found the Minimalist Family Podcast and were really excited about me continuing the show. If you remember that relaunch team, if you were a part of it, thank you for still being here. That is really cool that you are still listening all these years later. I cannot believe we are four years later, four and a half years later from when the Minimalist Family Podcast turned into Minimalish, and, and at that point, the podcast really took off and grew, and I don't know how it happened. I just know that I am really grateful that you are here, and I've said that already several times today. Along the way since then, a lot has happened. I don't have thick skin, and being a person who shares things on the internet is not easy for someone without thick skin because people have opinions and they sometimes don't have filters and know what thoughts to keep to themselves. So I've had people say rude things and just uncalled for things. And that was really hard for me. I've learned to have thicker skin and not care a whole lot about that. But imposter syndrome continued to get to me. So while I loved podcasting and I loved minimalish so much, and I was so grateful for it, I even was able to make a small income from it. I went back to teaching in 2020. I really didn't have much time for podcasting. Even though I was teaching virtually and from home, it was a full time job. So at that point, I continued, but I was very inconsistent. I never felt like I could fully let it go, though. There was something in me that said, We're not going to quit. It's not time to quit yet. So when I was pregnant with my youngest daughter in 2021, towards the end of 2021, I was praying a lot that I would find some way to have a more flexible job so that I could stay at home again with her because I'd stayed at home with my oldest for three years. I wanted to stay at home again. I just didn't know financially if we could swing that a second time. And again, I was very inconsistently posting the podcast at this time, but while I was newly postpartum in early 2022, not even consistent with posting episodes. Cloud10, which is my current network, reached out to me, and being in a podcast network would make it easier for me to make a consistent income with a show. So this was truly, I felt like, an answer from God that I could do this creative work that I loved and be home with my kids in this season. And that was really important to me, and it, it it is really important to me, and it is continually where we're at with the podcast. So I took the leap. I left teaching again almost a year ago now, and I've been full-time podcasting ever since. So it has truly been a journey, a very wonderful one, and we are here at 200 episodes, and I hope for 200 more episodes to come. I'm just so beyond thankful any time that I hear your stories or get encouragements from each one of you that you love the show and that it's changed things for you in some way or it's encouraged you in some way. And I am here because you are listening. So thank you for all the kind words, all the encouragements, all the times you share the show and share the ways that you listen, all the times that you share the stories about how the podcast has encouraged you over the years. It truly keeps me going. So thank you for letting me share this story and letting me reflect on where the podcast started, where it's been, where it is now. A little bit later at the end of this episode, I'm going to share where we're going next. But let's move on to our next segment. We are going to talk about your favorite episodes. And I thought I would share just the top downloaded episodes of the show, I thought I would take some time looking at stats. Listen, I do not look at stats. I only look at them every once in a while to see like if we are continuing to go in a good direction with the show and to make sure I'm sharing things that are relevant to you and that you are listening. But this is the most that I've really looked at how many downloads each episode has had and which episodes you have truly liked the most, especially recently within the last year or so. So I'm going to share some episodes, but I'm also going to link all of these episodes in the show notes. So you can find them here on the show notes in your podcast player, or you can go to desireendries.com slash minimalish slash two hundred. And that's where you're going to find all the episode links. So here are your top favorite episodes. I'm going to share 10 of them. And these are not necessarily in order. These are just some of the 10 most downloaded episodes in the last year or so. And these are not necessarily, they haven't necessarily come from the last year. They're just the most listened to episodes over the last year. So I was really surprised that many of the most downloaded episodes are solo episodes. Every time I do a solo episode, I wonder if guest episodes are probably more interesting to you because why would you want to hear me talk for so long? So I am really grateful that you listen to those and that you like the solo episodes as well. So I'm going to share the solo episodes that you've enjoyed the most and then I'm going to share some of the guest episodes. So these solo episodes that are the most downloaded lately, first of all, like any and every episode that I have done about decluttering my closet are all of the top downloaded solo episodes. So decluttering my closet, I guess, and talking about decluttering my closet is something that really resonates with you all, which I agree. It resonates with me as well because closets are hard. Clothes are hard. So episode 186 is my first, I think it was my first declutter with me episode. And we decluttered our clothes, decluttered, and then we Also have another solo episode on decluttering and organizing your closet. And then that episode, we also have six questions to ask yourself to help you declutter anything. So those are two closet episodes that are kind of just top downloaded episodes. Then we have episode 171, which is why minimalism is so life-changing. And that's another solo episode that is one of the highest downloaded episodes. And then we have all the way back to episode six. So a very beginning episode, one of the minimalist family episodes, which is benefits of minimalism for parents. So if you want to go way, way back, you can find the benefits of minimalism for parents. Another solo episode that was one of the most downloaded episodes is episode 168, which was simple ways to start changing your shopping habits and bring less into your home, which I think is one of kind of the basic ways to help us really make minimalism a lasting thing in our life. So I really loved doing that episode. Okay, so the rest of the episodes that I'm going to share that are some of the top downloaded episodes are guest episodes. So guest episodes that you have loved, that have some of the highest download numbers, which just simply means, by the way, that they've been listened to the most, is episode 175, Impactful Mindset Shifts for Minimalism, and that was with Dawn Madsen of The Minimal Mom. I love her. I love that conversation. I could say that about pretty much every guest that I've had, but I was just really, truly honored to get to talk to Dawn. Dawn and have her on the show. And then episode 167, which was about budgeting, simplifying sticking to your budget, and tips for your grocery budget woes with Carly of Debt-Free Mom. I also really love following along with Carly on Instagram and everything she shares there. That was such a fun conversation, and I learned a lot from it. And then episode 158, was how to Higgy this winter and holiday season with Diane in Denmark. I know as I'm releasing this, we are in September, but listen, I just walked into the Dollar Tree the other day and there was Christmas decor out. So Christmas and winter, it's coming eventually. I don't agree that we should be bombarding ourselves with the holiday season quite yet, but put this episode in your back pocket because I loved it. I loved talking to Diane and I really love when I get to connect with people across the world that are in a totally different country and a different culture and just learn from them. And Diane is a bright light. So episode 158, make sure you listen to it sometime between now and the holiday season if you didn't listen to it last year or just re-listen to it. I am definitely going to re-listen to it this year. Then we have a minimalish replay episode. I did these replay episodes back when I was newly postpartum. And I just re-released some of the most downloaded episodes from the earlier days of Men So this one was how how and where to start decluttering, even when you're busy, with Joshua Becker. So I was really honored to get to talk to Joshua Becker. I'm going to talk about that in a second um, when I share my favorite episodes. But that is, even though it was a replay, is still one of the highest downloaded episodes. Plus, his original episode was one of the highest downloaded episodes from previous years. So that is one that you guys love. The next one is peaceful productivity and planning our days around our priorities with Jess Massey. I love Jess and I have learned a lot from following along with her content. So definitely listen to this episode if you haven't already. And then the last most downloaded episode I'm going to share with you in this segment is Messy minimalism, make minimalism your own without the perfectionism with Rochelle Crawford. So if you heard that title, if you even if you didn't listen to that episode, just hearing that title would probably tell you why I love Rochelle and why I love that episode. Because making minimalism your own is the whole idea that comes along with this podcast and minimalish. So I love Rochelle. And I'm glad that was one of the highest downloaded episodes because it just shares so many concepts that I think are so important to making minimalism a actual lifestyle. Is making it work for you. I want to tell you about a new app called Mylio Photos and the way that it has been helping me finally find a way to organize my photos. What I love is that it has so many different ways to organize. It can work with all of our different brains and the ways that they wanna organize things. So you can organize through notes or calendars or folders. I've been using MyLeo Photos for a while now. MyLeo Photos has made it so much easier to protect, organize, and share my memories. And it's even great for my kids' drawings and their schoolwork. Malia Photos creates a universal library of all your digital files that you may right now have scattered across different devices. And it doesn't require the cloud. You privately manage all the files on the devices that you own. You can look through your folders and albums by using smart tags, dates and times, or even by location. Again, there's so many different ways to kind of search through your library and to organize it. You can easily find anything with face tagging and metadata or search in seconds with AI. Plus, MyLeo Photos can easily get rid of duplicates and similar images. I also really love how easy it was to import all of my Instagram and Facebook photos. Don't wait. Organize your digital life today. Download MyLeo Photos for free today on your computer or mobile device by going to our special URL, myleo.com minimalish. That's M Y. L I O.com slash minimalish. So download mylio photos for free right now at dot com slash minimalish. Now I want to take a few minutes to just share some of my favorite episodes, some of my favorite moments, some of my favorite conversations on the podcast. So this is completely detached from numbers or stats. This is just Conversations that I loved, things that were big for me along the way over the years. So this one is actually one of the most downloaded episodes that I'm going to share first. So I'm um, it's kind of like a, a hybrid of the list of most downloaded and the list of my favorites. It's called On Letting Go of Old Seasons and Embracing the Next with Shauna Neoquist. So again, this is one of the highest downloaded episodes, but it is the top on my favorite episodes and moments on the show because Sean Neuquist was a dream guest for me. The number one dream guest. If you would have asked me since the first day I started this podcast, who was my dream guest? It was always Sean Neuquist. And that's because before I even learned what minimalism was, the idea of intentional living and being present For me, that idea came from her books. I read her early books well over 11 years ago now, and I wanted to be a writer because of her. I still actually can't believe that I got to have a conversation with her and share it on the show. It is a dream. (laughs) It was a dream while it was happening. At the time, I was actually showing my house and like hopping back and forth between having to be out of my house and trying to find a place to do my work like my teaching work because I was teaching at the time and also like try to find a place to do this interview so I was actually too busy and too I don't know my life was too chaotic to even allow myself to be nervous for this thank goodness because I probably would have been so nervous and you would have been able to tell but I don't think you can tell in the episode because of all the rest of the things that were going on in life at the time if you haven't listened to that one you have to do so. Again, I'm linking all of these episodes in the show notes. And it was one of those things where you have this person that you really look up to. You've never met them. You don't even know if you ever will, but you, when you do meet them, they are just as wonderful and even more so than you imagine them to be. So she is just the best. I love her. Okay. Another kind of dream guest of mine was Joshua, was Joshua Becker. And I've now had him on the show twice. His story In the minimalism documentary is what really roped me into the idea of minimalism not even the whole documentary but his story specifically because he had kids and it seemed so realistic the way he talked about minimalism so having him on the show twice now has really been an honor aaron lochner is another guest who has been on the show that was a dream for me it she was on the show back i think in maybe 2019 or 2020 her book, Chasing Slow, was a huge encourager in my journey with minimalism, so having her on the show was a dream for me as well. She's wonderful, and I even got to have her on again via the book club, which we did through Patreon back in 2020. We read Chasing Slow as a group, and then we got to have her on live for a Q&A, so that was really cool too. Anytime I get to talk with Kat from Junkyard Journals, It's just a memorable conversation. So I'm gonna tag her episodes on the show as well. I've had her on twice. It's so fun to have people on that I've connected with via the internet and she is one of them. So I just always laugh a lot. She's so funny and she's so much fun and our kids are similar ages. So it's always been fun to have her on the show. Plus she talks about something I love, which is thrifting and I love learning thrifting tips from her. I already mentioned Rochelle Crawford. But I've had her on the show twice as well. So I'll link both of her episodes. One of them I just shared. Um, The Messy Minimalism episode was one of the highest downloads. But Rochelle, I just love that she talks about minimalism in a way that I can fully relate to. It really aligns with my mission here on Minimalish. So talking to her is always fun for me. And I'm always really grateful to have her on the show. I've always loved the Minimalism Stories series. Anytime that I get to bring someone on and just have them full-on share their story with minimalism and share the things that they've learned along the way, I love that. So I have had Leah Franklin on recently for that. I had Mary Simpson of Minimalism with Mary, and Emily McDermott was my first Minimalism Stories guest. I've had more as well, but all of those conversations I always love. Of course, this list could be so much bigger, but I have another segment I want to do for this 200th episode celebration, so I'm going to stop there. Every single time I get to have a conversation with a guest for this show, though, I learn something and I connect with so many people. I've gotten to build relationships because of these guest episodes And the conversations that I have for Minimalish. So I am always grateful for that. I love doing guest episodes, and it's been really fun to just reflect on these most listened to episodes and then kind of my favorite moments as well. So I thought I would end with five things that I've learned about minimalism in five years. I've probably talked about these concepts on the show somewhere, but. It is kind of fun to just do a summary of five of the biggest lessons that I've learned along the way. The first one is that decluttering is not a one-and-done endeavor. It's a new lifelong mindset, especially with kids, with the stuff that they bring in. Even if you're not the one giving that stuff to them, there's school, there's papers that they bring home from, like, church and school and whatever else. There's grandparents giving them things. There's random treat bags that they get from places boxes that come in from packages that they like make into their own art and toys plus just constantly growing out of their clothes you will always be decluttering for me my nightly reset is a time of day where I do a good amount of that little daily decluttering along with any time I do laundry I always have a donation bag nearby that I'm adding to so for us I've just had to realize like it doesn't matter how much I do like a big declutter I'm always going to still be decluttering along the way. The second thing that I've learned about minimalism is that minimalism will look different in different seasons. And I don't just mean like when you have a little baby versus when they're a little bit bigger versus when they are out of the house. I mean, it really ebbs and flows. At least for me, when I had my youngest, I knew adding another kid to the family. I wanted to go a little bit more all in with minimalism for that season because I knew postpartum was hard and I knew I was going to want to have less stuff to deal with. Like our house was going to be a mess anyways. We had more baby stuff than we had had when I didn't have a baby in the house. So in that short season, I needed to be more minimal with the other stuff. Right now, while we are kind of in the beginnings of homeschooling, I knew we would need less toys than we currently had because we needed space for school things and my time would be more occupied. So just less time to clean up was important to me and is important to me right now. So having a little bit less during this season, keeping things reined in is important to me because again, we have more in other areas. Like we have curriculum and school things. So those are just two examples, but Before those two example seasons that I mentioned, we were perfectly fine with the amount that we had. It's just as those seasons approached, I knew I needed to have less. So it really does ebb and flow for me. Plus, I mean, it ebbs and flows with just my tolerance for stuff, my husband's tolerance for stuff. We might just all of a sudden feel like, okay, it feels a little cluttery in here. And then up until that moment, things were fine. Now we need to go into a little bit deeper of decluttering and just have less stuff for a little while. The third thing I've learned about minimalism in the last five years is that minimalism is not a perfectly organized closet. It's a tool that helps you when your closet gets a little too packed full of things and disorganized. So maybe you'll disagree with me on that one. Maybe minimalism is meant to help us keep a perfectly organized closet. But for me, that's just not my version of minimalism. (laughs) We have, for example, a big closet in our living room. We pack a lot of stuff into it that we use regularly. Specifically, we have like our fort building things in that closet. And if you follow me on Instagram, you might know that my oldest daughter is constantly building forts. She builds really giant forts with her nugget and with lots of blankets and other random things. So we put all of that stuff in that big closet. And While it would be nice if it could just be organized, like we just shove that stuff back in there at the end of the day because we do not have a lot of time. Plus we have our family games in there. And then a lot of stuff gets added to along the way, like as she builds her forts or as the kids bring other toys into the living room that don't really belong there, stuff just gets shoved back in that closet at the end of the day. So it piles up, it gets crazy. But when it gets crazy and when things like are falling out of there, when you open the door... I know that thanks to minimalism, it takes us 20 minutes to go through it, to declutter and to make space again. If you've never decluttered, if you don't have the mindset of living with less, having that packed full closet of stuff might be stressful because you are never going through it. You're never paring down. You're never really thinking like, okay, I can let go of some of these things or it might be hard to make those decisions when you haven't practiced making those decisions. So for me, minimalism and learning that mindset along the way helps us, it's just a tool to help us when things get a little bit too disorganized or too much because that's just how we live life around here in this season with kids. Lesson number four is minimalism is really about the space that you find. When I say that minimalism has helped me move to the state that we wanted to live in and become a stay-at-home mom for a season when I felt called to do that and homeschool right now and just do the things that I actually want to do with my days and and then continue to reevaluate how I'm spending my time. It's kind of hard to explain how that makes sense. How does minimalism, which is essentially living with less stuff and decluttering and having peaceful spaces, how does that carry over into the more abstract things and how we live our lives like i said it minimalism as a concept is associated with the home the spaces but for me the most important benefit of minimalism has not been my home that's part of it it's great but it's been practicing reevaluating so the practice of reevaluating what stuff comes into my home, and what stuff I keep around, and what stuff is useful to me, and what actually fits, that has just carried over into my days and how I spend my time. What fits, what is useful, what matters most, and of course, when it comes to my days and how I feel, how I fill up my time, that has been just so much more impactful than just the physical stuff, which has also been impactful too, but I just love to emphasize how much that has changed my life to really have the mindset shift about my days and my time. And the last lesson that I've learned, well, I mean, there are many more, but the of the five that I wanna share is, minimalism is most sustainable when you make it your own. The images that you see on Instagram of these perfectly tidy homes, they are not real. And I mean, maybe they're real, like that's a moment in time in that home, but we have to take it with a grain of salt because we all have messes. And especially if we have kids and a family and other people that we live with, we don't have full control over the stuff in our homes and the messes that are made all the time. So more importantly, whether or not those images of minimalism and perfectly tidy and decluttered and organized homes, whether or not they are real, if they aren't realistic for you... Pining over them is a waste of your time and energy. So, what could minimalism realistically look like for you? You might not know the answer to that question right now if you haven't even started, if you haven't even started decluttering, but if you look at your home and if you think about, okay, how could this room realistically look with less stuff and what space could I realistically find if I do declutter? And how am I going to also not try to do this for the sake of perfection, but rather for the sake of just having more space and more time. And also knowing that there are still going to be messes. So just learning what minimalism really looks like for you and how you're going to use it for as a tool in your life. It's one of the most impactful things that you can do is just kind of keep your eyes on your own paper is the way I like to think about it (laughs) of just keep your keep in your own lane do it in the way that makes sense for you and don't worry about what it looks like for someone else or if you do do it for inspiration look at that person for inspiration but do not worry if your version of it does not look like that because how we don't know how realistic people are portraying their version of minimalism so we cannot truly compare Okay, so the last thing I wanna do for today's episode is give you a preview of things to come for Minimalish. Two things I'm currently working on that I will be launching in the near future is one, a Minimalish holiday journal slash challenge. I just wanted to preview it for you right now, but I'm gonna bring you more details as we get closer. This journal will help you walk through the holiday season with intention and make the holiday season about the things that matter. So I'm very excited about that. And the next thing I'm very excited for is bringing back the minimalish Patreon community. I have wanted to do this ever since I left my teaching job because the only reason I ever closed the minimalish Patreon community is because I went back to teaching And I was like in the interviewing process and all of that. So I was not able to do all the things and that one had to be put aside for that time. But now that I'm back to minimalish full time, I've been wanting to open it back up and it feels like the right time. So I'm very excited it is coming soon. It will include a Minimalish book club. So keep your eyes open for more details on all of that in the near future. It's exciting. I'm excited for what's coming up for Minimalish. And I also have so many amazing guest interviews that I did this summer that I'm excited to release over the next couple of months here. So, so much good stuff coming. And that is all for today's 200th episode celebration. Thank you so much for being here. If you have loved the podcast over the years and if you're loving it now, I would be so grateful if you would leave it a positive rating or a review if you haven't done so already. That is kind of the currency for podcasts where podcasts are able to be recognized and seen in the search of whatever podcast app you're listening to reviews and ratings positive reviews and ratings really help it be seen so if you haven't done so already i would be super grateful for that i also am always grateful anytime you share the show so if you like this episode would you share it with a friend or share it on instagram celebrate 200 episodes with me tag me i can only see it if your account is not set to private so i won't see it if you are set to private Um, but you can always send me a message and let me know that you shared so that I can thank you. Thank you again for being here. I know I said that at the beginning of the show, but I just want to emphasize that Minimalish keeps going because you are here, because you encourage me to keep going, because you're listening. So thank you. Thank you so much. I am just beyond grateful that I get to do this and that we get to walk towards simple together. I will talk to you right back here again next week.